Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the dulling voice of your local announcer, announcing he himself as one of the clouds on the horizon as he searches into food and drink and everything else that's delicious. And we seek upon more of it, and after we're finished seeking it, we uh, pack it somewhere, and uh, sooner or later, somebody will walk up to me and say, you know, I really like those uh, weird beginnings of the program you do. Well, what's that about, you think anyway? they will? <laughs> I, I, it's happened uh, more than a few times. Wow. But now we, uh, you know, we have some followers. You know, just wow. uh, So uh, uh, you're welcome to do it. If you want something else, let me know. I'll send you some, uh, Second for example. Second only to falling into the rabbit um, hole in Alice in Wonderland, little, I think. Little puffs of this and that and uh some mints, maybe. Maybe, maybe, yeah. and, and and some strange things too. Like a couple of days ago, I uh, this came my way. <laughs> it's a little box. You've seen this before? No, Tom. A little box, about the size of uh, well, what they used to it's call a matchbox. A matchbox, but this mm-hmm. is a little smaller than that. It is identified as the Butcher Shop Steakhouse, 3322 North Turnbull. That's not. It's not in a business in that business anymore anyway and uh, they're in metairie actually i think and that's i don't know where Andy's bistro now how it probably as a matter of fact like i can tell you it it definitely Andy's is bistro. Yeah. well here i have it in my hand how did it get here and you know what else, what's really strange is i think there's a butcher little thing oh no no it's one of the, one of those the kind that uh, you can light at the end of the of a like a, your standard match. match you know and then you uh-huh Oh, now I have this in my hand. What am I to do with it? Put it back in the drawer and get okay. on with the show. <laughs> There's an I idea. Was, I was afraid it would be something like Put that. Put it back in the drawer and let's move on. Hi, folks. Hi, uh, Marianne. 63 the voice of reason steps up, 260-6368, and announces the phone number, which I kind of roll around in my brain at, yeah. at night if I'm awake, just 260-6368, sort of like an automaton. An automaton. Yeah. Anyway, uh, hi, everyone. It's Thanksgiving week, so that means yep. uh, I would say that we're looser than usual, but that would be a frightening thought. So um, so let's just say that it's a relaxed kind of week. A lot of people are probably off work this week. So. A lot of them are. And, yeah. uh, that are you has, thinking about Thanksgiving, or what am, are you thinking about? Not you, Tom. I'm oh, talking I, to the I, listeners. I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't do it again. Usually I'm talking to the listeners when I But I what talk. do they? And I mean, yeah, sure they do. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Tom wanted to go out and get food to prepare for Thanksgiving, but I told him not to until tomorrow because, oh. yeah, because it's a lot of stuff to just be laying around. We're going to probably do a little cooking tomorrow. But I was advised by the person that is hosting this year's Thanksgiving that I am welcome to bring whatever I want. Yeah. That it is one of those Thanksgivings where you just sort of bring what you need 
and uh, need what you know, bring. and and yeah. then take whatever you do you know what's there left to, to bring it home so it's like we're hosting it it's it's just an off kind of year and whatever will be will be you know so. the, you just brought up something uh, in a light mode that we haven't talked very much really ever and that is uh, let's look at the entire concept of uh, leftovers. We talk about what we're making for our Thanksgiving feast and, and all of that and things we eat otherwise other times during the day, but we never talk about the leftovers, and for a lot of people, that's an important thing. In I fact, love leftovers. You hate leftovers. How did you know that? You're, you know because I'm on the list. Let's see. Could it be... That we've lived together for a long time? Yes, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I know. <laughs> mm. Well, here's here's what it was. Uh, the first time... The reciprocal cannot be we said, had by this, the way. This anyway, gang, go ahead. The gang of uh, people uh-huh. who, uh, who live together uh, uh, and have been for quite a long time. Leftovers, Tom. Leftovers. What do you think of leftovers? Leftovers. You've always scoffed at leftovers. Anyway, what what happened is, I, especially for the benefit of uh, of uh, Marianne, I think, if I remember correctly, uh-huh. and I thought, you know, I'm going to really show tomorrow off for just, and she'll think very much of me if I do something that she probably doesn't have done. <laughs> Very often. So as soon as everybody had gone to sleep, I went into the kitchen and I cleaned out the kitchen and I threw anything that looked even remotely like garbage. I just picked it up, threw it in a bag, threw it out on the street. And it was ever. And Marianne walked in and said, boy, I can't wait to get into these leftovers. (laughs) I didn't do that. For you, I didn't. I didn't. I thought I was doing you a great favor. I know. And, and uh, what was really there was a vast assortment of very good leftovers. Yeah. And uh, that I would I, love to have eaten. I know, and I'm. Yeah. I feel so awful about really? that. Really? I don't yeah. think you thought of it a few minutes later. <laughs> well, you know, to the extent that guys are that way. I mean, of you it know, a few just. Minutes later. Okay, so we should actually start the show. So let's start. You know, over why not? Again, what the heck? The, you know, the first part of the show is always what, with the, sort of with the music and existential. Everything? Who knows? I, I, there's no, there are no words for it. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, if you are still thinking about Thanksgiving, or if you've not started to think of Thanksgiving yet, it's Thanksgiving yeah. on Thursday, and I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to it. There's something so wonderful about Thanksgiving that no matter what. The situation, you still got to love it, in my opinion, anyway. Mm-hmm. And I am looking forward to Thanksgiving. Today, uh, I went to start getting my groceries. I still have a ways right. to go. Yes. And um, I go to um, one of the editions of Rouse's among uh, mm-hmm. uh, yes. other, other supermarkets in the city. That's the one that just It's the closest close. one. Go yeah. ahead. And uh, anyway, I go over there, and I... Uh, I, I uh, let people know that uh, that I, I need my Thanksgiving stuff, and uh, here I come. Anyway, there's a lady who works in the deli at this restaurant, I mean, in this uh, Rouses, place. yeah. And, the, uh, and I, I, I walked over there, and she said, oh, this guy's, you know, he's here every every Wednesday. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and 
then he, uh, I said, well, I need another one. He said, oh, you need two, two hams. Did you buy two hams? Tom? And I please tell me bought, you didn't buy two hams. I bought. I I went in there and I said, look, I'm what I'm doing is I want a ham that has not been touched at all in terms of cutting into it. I want just the whole whole ham. Yeah. We got it. It's this big. It was. It's a big good, one. Good deal. Forty two dollars. Wait, it's a big one. <clears throat> it's a pretty big one. Well, I guess we'll just have. Uh, what I one of the things I love about your your uh, root beer glazed ham is how wonderful it is after Thanksgiving mm-hmm. on a griddle seared for breakfast. Yeah, you can do a lot of stuff with that. Yeah, it's, it's great, it's, and and we never ever have trouble take, getting anyone to take Thanksgiving ham because people go off with chunks of it because they want to do that themselves for mm-hmm. breakfast or for. Any kind of sandwich, they they love that ham. So oh um, yeah, they really do. So Even never, the little kids. It's never do. a question of what will happen to this ham. The ham always disappears at the end of whatever holiday it is. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. I well, decided. I was thinking as I was driving home. I was thinking that I am going to go all out and make my gigantic vat of mac and cheese. Uh huh regardless of how many people are coming <laughs> because first of all people are coming after they've been someplace else but they still like the mac and cheese and I'm going to make some for the neighbors so I'm going to go ahead and make the mac and cheese as I normally do for those of you that have not had a look at nomenu.com we have all of these recipes on the website today mm-hmm. it was a uh, we are often asked about these recipes and uh, we don't often talk about them as to exactly how you do fill in the blank, but uh, yesterday we had a list of restaurants that you could maybe find space if you were looking to dine out on Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. today is the dining in at your home and hosting page, and it's got a lot of recipes on it. So, um I promise that's the last of the Thanksgiving things on nomenu.com, but that should yeah. pretty well cover the subject, I would say. Yeah, I think uh, it just about does. Yeah. There's plenty of it to be had. Anyway, I was told today that the sweet potatoes that will be at the host's house are of oh. the sweet variety, the pecan and brown sugar version. Oh. And so he's like was, baking it in the oven. Or well, you know, how you see mm. sweet potatoes that are sweetened up with things like marshmallows and brown sugar crumbles and and just sweet, sweet, mm-hmm. sweet stuff. So a few years ago, I decided to uh, do something completely different, and I went with a uh, Middle Eastern spice version of it, and uh, that's the one that I've had for all of these years, and it people really like it so I was going to go ahead and bring that and then I found out that there was a big sweet one there and the host said bring yours too let's you know more the merrier everybody bring food and if it's not eaten and you want to take it home take it home it's not that's not anything that's gonna follow any rules so I like that we're gonna have a good time I think well yeah I think it's uh, but a today, given almost today was actually the day of the first Thanksgiving, if your almanac is correct, and I'm highly suspicious of it now. <laughs> Doug, did you, did you just say something? Well, it's a no, little, it's he an didn't. eraser. Okay. 
There it is. It looks like something you could eat, doesn't it? No, it no? looks like an eraser. Two six zero six three six. You just don't have number. an imagination. That's all. And uh, today, in 1789, that's also the year that Jude's school was founded. It's also the year of the Constitution, but it was the first Thanksgiving, according to... Tom, it doesn't... Hmm? <laughs> you know what? Oh, what? you mean... Okay, so wait, because I'm, I'm, I'm about waiting. to say it was not really... I was about to quibble with your dates again, like I did yesterday. Uh-huh. I was about to say, yeah. I don't know, I think you have this 100 years off again. But now as I read it, I think that what you're trying to say is this was the first official Thanksgiving Day as decreed by George Washington. Yeah. As opposed to the actual first Thanksgiving Day when the pilgrims and the Native Americans broke bread together for the first time. That was in the 1600s. So this is the official day in 1789. This was the official one. That made it a holiday. Oh, that doesn't sound it right was, either. It was no. Here's the deal. I, you've read it twice, and it comes out the different the times, different times. Anyway, but the guy who had the idea was George Washington himself. Okay. All right. And then he said, you know, and then uh, and Lincoln kicked it up, and it just it goes back a pretty far long well, way. Well, no, it started in the 1600s, and now today. Okay, so the so the was born the dinner that has always been the hallmark of Thanksgiving Day. Today, in 1846, Sarah Joseph Hale, editor of a woman's magazine, began a campaign to have Thanksgiving declared a permanent national holiday. She would persuade Abraham Lincoln Lincoln to do so in 1863 again on this very date. Well, there you are. So I that guess it was everything to explains be the, about itself on that. The third Thursday, is that it? No. Yeah, I did. this this makes day. perfect sense to me. Anyway, for what for what it means, I don't know. Can we start over again? Okay, so where's my little? It gets time? even worse because I'm looking at the this almanac. This is the dulling voice I'm of I'm looking at the almanac, and it says it's Grilled Oysters Day. I noticed it did mm. not say National Grilled Oysters Day, but I just automatically assumed that that's what you meant. So I I was all excited, thinking, oh wow, this is national grilled char grilled oysters day so i asked you uh, i looked it up to check it and there's no such thing and so then i asked you about it and you said well you know you have to have a little bit of leeway so mm-hmm. so this is tom thank decreed, you very much tom decreed grilled oysters day tom decreed what <laughs> wait a second this keeps happening tom decreed there it is again c-r-e-e-d it is a decree Uh by tom from on high as the master of the food universe in new orleans that this is grilled oyster all right you know what let's let's jump on to something totally different but you did it because there's a specific like scientific reason for it right is this uh, what you said? Well, no, the, the, these are all kind of, kind of uh, people saying According it from to the, the Almanac, high. it says, At this time of year in the Gulf of Mexico, the water has cooled enough for oysters to leave their spawning days behind and start bulking up. They stand up to the grilling without shrinking dramatically. Grilling oysters on the shell is nothing new. But Drago's version became a legendary dining phenomenon. Mm. Dozens of restaurants, dozens, hundreds I of don't restaurants think have imitated it. They they don't say this, uh, um, Tommy uh, Satanovich. Uh-huh. 
but uh, he ought to say it, I say. I know. Because that is, without doubt, no question about it, and, and nobody can even argue with it, they are the place that invented the charbroiled oysters, and everybody in town is borrowing them. Borrowing it. Uh, uh, shamelessly. I would. Of them. Thousands, uh, a shameless uh, bach copying. Yes, yes. And, and uh, he, but, but that's Tommy. He doesn't care that's about what stuff like I that. I was about care. to say. Tommy I, comes along and yeah. says, hey, yeah, exactly. you know, everybody loves me. Exactly. All right. Well, he doesn't say that. Only you say that. Well, he's still All right, two, six, everybody zero, six, knows him. 2606368 yeah. is the <clears> number. <throat> we'll take a break and be right back. You're listening to WWL. 105.3 FM HD2. Hello there. You're welcome to the Food Show here on 105.3 FM. We are also known as WWL FM HD2. All of those are perfectly fine. As a matter of fact, I told a bunch of people, the bunch of people that I ran into at various events over the weekend, I told quite a few people about that. Oh, at, at Manresa. Mm-hmm. A, a number of people asked me, what's going on over there? How does that work anyway? And I told them, and... Yeah. Then you could walk away and, and know how to handle it. Yeah. So. Well, uh, good. That's good. Oh, you could go to nomenu.com because there's a synopsis every day now where you can click right on the link and go right to it. There we are. Yeah. We like to try and make it easy mm-hmm. when everyone else is trying to make it hard. Okay. So, Tom, on your almanac, uh, you have a discussion about the word Valentine with yep. a B. Valentine, Balatine, and, and and the word force meat is in here. There is mm-hmm. there are a few words I consider less gross than force meat. Well, that ain't one of them. <laughs> and it's it essentially describes something like a turducken, really, which is all deboned birds stuffed inside each other with stuffing inside of that. Mm-hmm. Now. A valentine, you said, is often confused with a galantine, and that was actually my first question. Mm-hmm. One of the things I am most grateful to you for is the introduction of a, bal- uh, a galantine into my life. Uh, when Jude was baptized, the party after was at the old flagons, right before they closed, actually. Mm-hmm. And there was this giant thing out there that was what amounted to a really big pate. That thing was big. Yeah, and that was very hip back then. And it had uh, it had pistachios studded through it. But what it was was a gigantic pate. And it was not a pate with any. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a a livery kind of taste. It was. It was. It was like a really great. Well, force meat is the word. Yeah. It's. I guess force meat is what happens when. When you make pate. Yeah. I, force meat is when meat that is ground up then. Resolidifies right. into what looks like an original piece of meat. I guess mm-hmm. that's what it looks like. Yeah, and so I I found that to be actually really good, and um, have been sort of hooked on pâtés ever since. You know who does a pâté that reminds me of the Galantine way back when? 
Um, Jacques Saloon has a rabbit pate. He would. That That's is right up so his alley. Fantastic. You get a French chef and throw him a Valentine. Fantastic. Or Valentine. It was really good. Yeah, they. Love I wish it. he'd make it and sell it. That's what he ought to be doing oh. now. He ought to have a little uh, side business of doing his his uh, rabbit pate because it's really good. It's studded with pistachios and uh, the, the the likes of it have not been seen since the Chateau du Lac. Uh, since Chateau du Lac, the lovely Chateau du Lac closed. Anyway, Valentine doesn't really exist, but Galantine is a pate. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, more or less. And a Valentine does exist, and that's what a turducken is, or you just you say that it's it's on menus, but it shouldn't be. Uh, well, some of them shouldn't be. Some of them aren't real. Uh, like, I dare you uh, to pull out your in your uh, I go. <laughs> Uh, the thing that uh, you you check out uh, notebook you know, notebooks good yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll work for me okay anyway there is no such thing as a Valentine B A L L A N T I N E but I guarantee you if you go to French restaurants or restaurants that like to think that they're French you will probably almost imp- see a Valentine yeah on a Valentine it? it'll be I don't on know, the menu Tom, really. Yeah, but here, let me let me read something I wrote myself. Okay, it starts right here. Uh, In any of its forms, a ballotine, B-A-L-L-O-T-T-I-N-E, is a chef's showpiece more than it is a culinary masterpiece. So it is a a culinary masterpiece. So it's 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 all. And then you have contrived. Uh, well, not anymore. Not in France, it isn't. In France, they think of it as kind of normal eating. What, balloting? Ba- well, just note that the, the word, there are four words here, and one of them means nothing at all, and the other there's... I'm uh, starting to think that everything we've said since we <clears throat> signed on means nothing at all. Okay, here you go. Anyway, so uh, there's a... a sh- uh, it's a culinary masterpiece. Balotines are more often confused with galantines and served cold. There is no such thing as a valentine, which takes two different words and jams them into one another. Well, sort of like the whole, it's, it's a, so it's for, instead of force meat, it's force words. <laughs> of, That's uh, your best line today. A, a gal- no, we're that we're was a great one. just getting started, Tom. You don't know. Well, you never can tell, I know. There could be better stuff coming. You know what? I love that pate, the galantine, Mm -hmm. with cornichon. Cornichon pickles. Little pickles. Little baby pickles. Uh Well, actually, they're not, yeah, they're little tiny things. But anyway, they're so good with pate. And I, I really, that was sort of like... It was a whole new world in so many ways. We had just christened my six-week-old son, and oh yeah, and yeah, is that back yours, then? Yours too, Tom. Yeah, and uh, and a galantine. That's what I I tried for the first time at that at that event. You have a an old kitchen sage says that's pretty good, and I didn't know this. And well, I mean, it makes sense though. If you put unopened oysters on a hot grill, they will pop open after a short while. It saves the work of opening them. That's true. But it seems something is lost in the process. Yeah. Well, I think what's lost is injuries. That's yeah. probably <laughs> yeah, one that's, thing. Yeah, that's about and right. And a lot of time uh, that you save by not doing that. If I... I think I'll try that. I think I'll get mm-hmm. some oysters because I wanted to do maybe do some char grilled oysters for either this holiday or Christmas. And um, 
if I could do that and just put the oysters on the hot grill, yeah. and then when they pop open, then you put the butter and garlic in there and then continue to grill them as char-grilled oysters. Well, well don't get your, your hopes up real high because... Yeah, it, it does pop open. Where you you can do it in your oven too. Uh-huh. Uh but what it doesn't do is that it doesn't bring the oysters out in a process that uh, leaves them still kind of firm. They kind of shrivel up a lot. Uh, so okay. uh, there's a plus and well, a minus. Well, they kind of shrivel up when you have them open. Well, the yeah, that's anyway, true. Too, yeah. But you're just cooking them. Well, that's uh, what your ultimate goal is anyway to eat them cooked. So it doesn't. It's not a. Mm. It's not a huge deal. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. I have a restaurant report. Oh, let's hear it. Yes, I went to. Actually, I have, I have two restaurant reports today. Let's hear it. Um, I went to Gus's Fried Chicken. Oh, uh, I. <laughs> the Memphis thing in the warehouse district. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's 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 kind of um, it's interesting. There is. I would love to know what happens to that place at night because the nearly the entire clientele was construction workers who are working around the area. And I like it. I think it's good. I think the chicken is good. I think uh, everything I've had there is good. It's but this is Popeye's world. And um, there isn't a Popeye's in the warehouse district. Mm. There's just this place. But um, I wonder what I wonder what happens to that place and how busy it is on times when there aren't a large quantity of construction workers to fill it up. Mm. And I, I'm starting to notice clientele in restaurants a lot more than I used to. I don't know why. Maybe I don't really notice it unless it is almost a universal kind of person in there. Like everyone in there was a construction worker. They were all wearing construction clothes except maybe five of us. And uh, and I was a little surprised it wasn't very busy. And I, I like it. I think it's good. Has anybody else who maybe lives in the warehouse district gone to Gus's? Uh, Famous yeah. fried chicken, which is kind of a phenom every place else in the country where it is. But I wonder about its feasibility in a place that is owned, you know, the, the origins of Popeyes. Anyway, 260 I, I think that's a curious thing, and I'd like to know if anyone would like to weigh in on that. And I, uh, I stopped in at slice just because I was passing it and I was sort of curious to see what was happening there and uh, and I I think that slice has seen better days and I am sad about that because I used to really like slice and uh, and I don't know I haven't been there in a very long time has anyone been to slice lately so I'm I'm looking for I always thought both they, of those places. I thought always thought they were really good with the pizza. I think Slice's pizza is the best pizza in town. But then, you know, for a I while think. there, they had a program of doing these four and five and six course complete dinners. Well, they and got kind of gourmet too. It didn't seem like the kind of thing you would find in a restaurant of that caliber because it's kind of a neighborhood restaurant. It's the way it looks. It's also the way it's priced well, it's too. It's a peculiar place. Yep. The company is unusual. Uh, everything about it is different. 
Yeah. And um, and I don't even I, I don't know. I don't think that major success and money is really even their goal. I think they're just doing what they mm, like. Could be. And um, and I think that they are. I think this is good. These are talented chefs that they have there. Like, like Juan's Flying Burrito. You know, those those are real chefs. Mm, yep. And the same thing was true with Slice. Or it is true of Slice. And then they did this Lucky Rooster place, which was absolutely avant-garde. It was Asian street food yeah, before you know, anybody was doing I it. I thought when they put that up that that was either going to be a huge hit or it's going to be a total disaster. And it was the other. Well, it, it was a total disaster only because... It was ahead of its time. Yes, it, it definitely was, it ahead, was of its ahead of its time. It was ahead of its time, and it's too bad because I think if they reintroduce that concept now, it would be a totally different story. Anyway, a lot, right. that that precipitated a lot of changes in that company. All right, two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to one hundred five point three FM HD two. It's the food show. This you're is safe. Trump. It's I won't Morris. ask you. What? I said you're safe. I won't ask you. Oh yeah. There used to be a guy have, whose last name was will. Askew. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Well, yeah. The uh, I was just telling Tom that the almanac is uh, is lacking in interesting things today too. Really? So I'd say we're in trouble. Oh. It's a good thing that it's Thanksgiving week and I don't people know. are you know, to me, a little more forgiving than normal. I thought that this is a delightful show to we're, we're right? doing today. If uh, let's yeah. let's ask the the people <laughs> if, if you're listening to us. And you think that yeah, our program so today, and it's, you know, you don't have to give me, a, a, you know, hoorays and all of that stuff. Uh, tell me if you can even stand to listen to it, and we'd appreciate that. Well, I don't think it's so bad. But, you know, what? there is something I've been working on uh, getting over towards you and to everybody else, too. Uh-huh. I just sneak over there so quick. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it involves uh, my kids. I have one who is a, a, a guy, an adult. These are grown-ups now. Uh-huh. And, and my daughter. Right. And uh, both of them have quotations. And I know you've heard them because you've quoted them to, them, to me. Uh, there, there, there are qualities of both of them that is so charming to me that, of course, it's you know my son, my daughter. So that that's cheating but well, they're uh, charming to me too yeah well, i'm sure they did but but i i always uh, when i get to doing my turkey uh yeah event mm-hmm. and and as a matter of fact i wrote it this morning yes. just to put okay and uh my my son jude yeah at the beginning of uh the existence of our program back in you know way back in 19 aught and what what was it back then 2016 or something no, anyway it was 1980 long time ago anyway um uh, anyway, he's. Uh, we used to talk about him all the time. Everything was Master right, Jude's, just, yeah, and all that. Anyway, uh, what he really did have what was one day he was coming home from Los Angeles. I'm sorry, from uh, uh, D.C. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Washington D.C. That's mm-hmm. and he was going to school at that time. It was an outgrowth of uh, Chateau, of uh, Hurricane yeah. Katrina. And uh, so he came in to visit our family, you know, because he had to be away from home. And uh, he said, when he walked in the door, he said, I can smell the Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And he, he really could. He could we had all well, kinds of stuff in here. It was cinnamon. It had a, a, 
It smelled like uh, your baked ham. Oh, thank heaven. Someone is on the phone. Yeah, well, let me finish this off. Okay. And then the other one it was in the same sort of thing. And uh, that was what my daughter uh, came up with. She just looked at me one day. She was maybe 10 or much younger even. She said, Dad, Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday, even more than Christmas. Yeah, it always has been. And I... Uh, Except this year. <laughs> and it's getting I, progressively worse. I thought, I have uh, at, least, at least one here that most, most people don't let's have. Let's go to the phone. Oh, let's see. Who's over there on the green phone? Uh, Alan, welcome to the food show. Hey, thank you. Hello, you two. I thank you from the bottom How of my you? heart, Alan, for calling. Well, oh, I thank you to the bottom of my heart for having the opportunity to. Because of, <laughs> and thank you for the show for uh, over 30 years. Well, not today. That's all I can say. It's been a rough one. Alan, I was thinking about you today. I was thinking that I hadn't heard from you today uh, in a while, so I'm glad you're calling. Well, thanks, thanks. I know last time I called, um, my reception wasn't very good. It was the, after Gregory's uh, wine show, or during wine, uh, his his wine show, actually, I think. Oh, well, that was less but, than a week ago. Okay. Yes, but that, that doesn't mean I don't tune in. You know, I, I listen every I day. I know. And uh, so I'm calling about something. I, you know, I saw the recipe posted. And I also realized that you mentioned at the close of uh, the show, and I don't know if it was yesterday or uh, maybe um, well, oh, maybe Friday, you mentioned uh, items on the Thanksgiving table that if you didn't see them again, you'd be okay. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't include something, and that's why I'm going to call about it, because it, okay. it, 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 it pricked my ears. It, it was Mary Ann's recipe for... Um, kind of a fall uh, oyster stuffing, I believe, made with mushrooms. Well, does this one bell, Marianne? Um, an oyster stuffing made with mushrooms. Are you talking about a Gruyere bread pudding? No, I don't mm. think so. Actually, because you said it was something your mom would make, mom. and I think oh, you're, used- t- oh, you're talking about a Christmas Eve appetizer that my mom used to have it was called mock oyster patties that's it that is that's it, it. And yeah i'm wondering if i can make that minus using canned products oh sure i'm wondering why you would but i'll tell you that you can of course of course. you know it sounds it sounded delicious to me i don't know if it's just the con the idea of um of, the, of, of these patties or of course, if it if it yeah. and why is it called oyster if you're using mushrooms? Well, can, can I tell you the story behind it? Because uh, I I re, I remember it vividly. Uh, we had a guy who called up and said, "You know what I was thinking? Imagine all of the stuff that's in bread pudding, including the bread and some other things that aren't normally in bread pudding, like mushrooms and carrots and and whatever else he had." Uh, and he said, just make it as if it were a bread pudding with all of these changes that you've made in there. And I thought, you know, that's got possibilities. I've never even heard of anything like that, but I'm going to give it a shot. And we gave it a shot, and everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. And I still get 
request for recipes for that. I'm going to have to put that in the website tomorrow to make sure it's there because I'm pretty sure it is, but you never know. Okay, I'm going to answer Alan's question now. So here's what what I would suggest that you do. And I'm going to – I don't remember my mom's recipe all that well, but I think it had broccoli in it. And it had mushrooms in it, and of course it had cheese, because everything good has to have cheese in it. And I don't really know what the what the emulsifier kind of ingredient was, but it all got stuffed into a um, these patty shells that you would get made by the dozens and go pick them up somewhere. Do you know what a I'm patty shell to... is? Because some people don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. It's a, a uh, it is. Uh, it's a little circle it's of a, puff pastry with a, a hole a in it. A volavant is that's the, exactly right. That's, it. that's if you know what a volavant is, you've got it. It's a tiny volavant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so okay. here's here's what I would suggest that you do as a cheaper version of that and as an updated version of that. I would say that you should take any kind of mushrooms that you want. And put them in a pan with butter and make them soft. And I guess you could put some green onion in there, maybe some parsley. And then I would uh, put some cream in there and Mm -hmm. some Parmesan cheese and have a mixture of that. And then I would take um, puff pastry or you could do phyllo. I'm sorry. Mary. So reduce so so reduce that and then and then have the the uh, the pastry ready to go. So that's like a filling. Yeah. That's your filling. And so okay. then I would I would take uh, I would take um, puff pastry like freezer puff pastry and cut it into um, squares and then put them inside a little muffin tin, not not a regular size muffin tin, but a little, you know, do you have the little mini muffin tin yes, by any no. chance? Yes, yes, Okay. Yes. I would put those in there, and then I would toast those, making little cups out of them, okay? And then I would okay. fill these shells with that mixture and put it back into the oven and you'll have what amounts to little like cups of that, only a much more gourmet version than the one my mom served. Mm, I see. And I think what confused me a bit is I've seen uh, oyster mushrooms. In other words, a, a mushroom called oyster mushroom. Uh-huh. And I think it's an aged mushroom. Um, I don't know if it's shiitake or some other one, but... Um, uh, and uh, you know, I researched it, and I can, ne- and it's very difficult to find, uh, at least in stores up here, a, a mushroom called an oyster mushroom. So I'm thinking, heck, you know, sometimes when you cook mushrooms, it has that consistency of a cooked oyster. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I think, and it's also got the color of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was thinking this is like a. You know, an oyster stuff, you know, well, I thought I was under the impression you put breading in there or, or bread crumbs. No, Tom was giving you a recipe for uh, mushroom bread pudding, and I thought you were asking for my mom's recipe of the well, uh, no, I was, mock I was oyster asking, patties. 
that's no, that's what I wanted. The, the okay. Had. Okay. So I think that since I, if I did know my mother's recipe, I would give it to you exactly. But we're talking a very long time ago, and I can pretty yeah. much guarantee <clears throat> that what I just gave you, okay, is better because the mushrooms were probably canned. The um, cheese was probably out of a tube, and um, the patty shells can be very expensive if you buy them, you know, mm-hmm. from a bakery. So if you did this yourself, it would not be appreciably uh, harder or longer. It would be fresher and I think much better. I will tell you that I have taken the recipe that I gave you of the mushrooms in butter with Parmesan and cream, and I have mm-hmm. used it in, in a lot of preparations, all of which get rave reviews. What? Ah, yes. Okay. That, mm-hmm. that, that sounds wonderful. I mean, it's, it's oh. butter, mushrooms, cream, and Parmesan cheese. There is no, there is no failure yeah. implicit there. You know what I mean? That, you, you could put that on pasta. I mean, exactly. Yeah, or on on, on anything at all. Stuff. Cardboard, yeah. So did but you, but if you wanted like to try this little, you know, this little appetizer thing, I would get the frozen uh, puff pastry, cut it into squares, and then stuff it into those little muffin tins, bake them, let it me- become a cup, and then refill it and put it back in the oven, and you've got some really good little bites. Sounds there wonderful you go. to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is wonderful. It's a great dish, great little dish. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it. Mm. Thank you so much. Yeah. Too. Okay. Bye. Thank you. All and right. uh, I didn't think of it. She did. This is the food show. Let's see. Do we well, need I am a break? The appetizer queen. I think we need a break, yeah, don't we? I am the we appetizer don't... queen. The appetizer yes, queen. Yes, as a matter of fact, I'm the appetizer sage. The... So, <laughs> All right. so the. Do you like so sage, you have, by the way? I do actually like sage. I like sage with butter. Mm-hmm. And I like it in a, uh, a butter sage sauce on a. Um, on a, a pillowy ravioli. Uh huh. Pillowy ravioli. I used to work for him. Yeah. Yeah. Back at the time saver. Did he fire you? Not exactly, <laughs> but uh, but I was close to death. Yeah, I think though, so. From... Anyway, two six zero six three six zero. If you six eight. I'm sorry. If you would like uh, to ask questions about appetizers, I'm here. I can give you whatever you would like. To know about appetizers. That is reassuring. Because I am the appetizer queen. <laughs> oh, I grant you that. I am. I'm the one who yeah. does all the appetizers for mm-hmm. for all of our uh, our previous. Why not? That's the hard part. Um, entertaining. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, I don't know. It's not. Uh, actually, it is. I think appetizers yeah. are definitely harder to. Oh, make definitely, because because you have to make bites. a statement. They're individual bites. Mm-hmm. You know. I gave a recipe for the La Cuisine shrimp in the in new menu today, where you take the shrimp and you stuff the, uh, where you have deveined the shrimp, you replace it with cheese, and then you wrap the whole thing in bacon, and you broil it, and you've got the tail on it, and you just use the tail to pick it up and eat it. Those are always killer, and uh, I get rave reviews for that whenever I've done that. Well, that's easy for me to remember. <clears throat> it sounds yeah, great. Yeah, it's those are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of good little appetizers oh, out there. Oh, sure. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go at the break. I'm going to go and get 
an appetizer book or two. And if mm-hmm. anyone is looking for appetizers for their Thanksgiving meal, I will have the answers at my fingertips, and we can mm. talk about that, or anything else that you'd like to talk about, because there's all kinds of things to talk about. Uh, the, the the Thanksgiving holiday is fast approaching, and if anyone is still scrambling for whatever it is, whether it be a place to go or a, a recipe for something that you're going to be serving, call us. We would love to help. Mm-hmm. Also, Thanksgiving is going to be a football night. It's a big football night. There's a matchup between the Saints and the Falcons, who are the team that so embarrassed us a few weeks ago. And it will be on Thanksgiving evening. So I'm wondering if people are going to host Thanksgiving and let it then become a football party. Or did you have special plans of how you were going to handle both the Thanksgiving holiday and a football party, or are you just going to go home and watch the game? You know. Oh, you know, I think uh, personally, if uh, given uh, that opportunity to hang out with somebody that you don't see too often, yeah. or maybe you've never seen them, never, never talked to them, made friendships out of them, heck, I would, I would go to the party. Yeah. You know, and uh, and let it rip. We don't. There's a lot less of that than there ought to be. Yes. It's really a shame. It is a shame. I'd I'd go have dinner with anybody, yeah. uh, <laughs> as long as they're picking up the check, of course. <laughs> Let's go Allie, back to the phone. Allie is here, you know. Oh, Allie. And now we're now Allie, we're really going to have some good fun. You're always an angel, but yeah. you're especially an angel today. Because you this want to show... know something funny, y'all. What? I swear to you, every time y'all are talking like, somebody call in. You know, it's a great time to call in. You'll be the first caller. I go to pick up the phone, and, like, it disconnects from, you know, me listening to you on the radio so I can make phone and somebody else has called in. Uh I was just like, wait a minute. Like and I and typically I don't call in with a list, but Marianne, you have hit so many points and questions today that like I'm like, ooh, I have something for that. Well, and you feel like y'all are just kind of like talking about things. So I'm gonna do in order of priority here because okay. that's how my brain works. Well, I'm shamelessly plugging why our shells are so great in order for you to do Thanksgiving with them, or if you want to grill, because you all don't have to shuck with them, right? So do your oysters, and uh, you won't overcook them by steaming them, because you'll be able to watch them. And to Tom's point, he made a great point, when you do the roast and they take time to open up and steam, that's what overcooks them. Mm. Because you can't watch them cooking you cannot okay. watch the oysters cooking because you're waiting for the heat to open them up and pop them open. That's why, to Tom's point, they end up getting overcooked. Mm. Okay. So that's um, right. my shameless plug. I can't stand more than anything people making sweet potatoes more sweet. Oh, I know. Like ah. Marshmallows, brown and- sugar, Candied pecans, yes. like oh yeah. my goodness, they're so they're such a great item without all the yeah, right. brown sugar, right. right? 
So how do you do yours? You're so polite, Marianne. You're so polite. You're like, oh, everybody just bring theirs. And I would be like, wait a minute, you're bringing yours out? No, I'm I'm good. I'll bring mine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not all that polite. But anyway, how do you do yours? I love just seasoning mine with salt and pepper and letting their pure natural flavors um, and the sweetness coming through as they cook. That's mm-hmm. it. I don't Sounds like, great to know, me. I don't like them any. I don't. I don't like them any other way with all this excess gloppity, you yeah. know, junk Agreed. on them. Um, Agreed. So I'm like, you're naming all these things. I'm like, oh my gosh, you, you know, you guys think you're just talking on and on. And you're hitting all these high points. We are talking on and on. <laughs> and then, you, and then. You're, you're, I should have heeded your advice, Marianne. I went to the Chine. I was on the North Shore with my son yesterday. Um, and you called me. I went to Chimes. Uh-huh. Girl, we were running around like crazy. We were okay. running around like crazy. So I went there, and I should have heeded your advice about it being an off and on place because it was just terrible. Yeah. Oh, brother. It was terrible. Yeah, um, it is. And... I went to the one in Baton Rouge when I was there um, getting my master's, and they were fantastic. Okay, you know what? You have to. Do, are, are the kids banging on the door yet? No, they're 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 here. I mean, okay. they're with my mom. Okay, yeah. so I want you to either I want you to hold or call back because we have to investigate this subject a little bit more. Okay, because I have I much to say about the chimes, especially with. As it regards kids. So call us back at the top of the hour, and I want to continue the conversation, but we have to go uh, to the news right now. We'll be back on 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.